locals say that a Catching images of what they believe are ghosts on surveillance cameras. of the infamous Salem witch hangings. Many indigenous, many sex workers. Hello and welcome to Six Sad World. I'm Mari. And I'm Jasmine. Uh, so, I think it's safe to say that our past few apps have been covering quite heavy topics. You know, um, we wanted to address certain subject subjects at certain times, but for this app, we were taking things towards the lighter and more spooky side. Um, it was about time that our podcast co- covers something as iconic as haunted homes, or basically just hauntings in general. Um, hauntings are subjects of some of our favorite movies, books, games, you know. Hauntings are an exciting topic. Um, some famous hauntings, we got to mention, the Amityville Haunting, which has a movie and a couple of books, I believe. There are two movies, I think, because there was an original and a reboot. You're right, there was. And there have been a few book adaptations which focus on, like, Lorraine and her husband, two are the original, like, um... Right, that's where the, like, haunting comes from, right? Yeah, 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 because they covered a few cases in their life, so their books type. Anyway, not important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Um, the Catacombs Under Paris, which also has a movie set there, and there are, there's only, like, two really well-known ones that I can pick, pick, pick up off the top of my head, but there are plenty more, because they're hauntings. It's big world. They're hauntings everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there are so many movies that are... Based off of stories yes. to do with the hauntings. Yes. Um, like, I think there is one called, like, An American Haunting or something. Yes. Which I think is the Amityville one, isn't it? No, they were both, all, both the Amityville movies were All the called... movies, I took the books. They're like oh. books. That was a movie as well. Oh. I can't try and find it. Based on true events that took place in Tennessee during the 1800s. Oh, dang, that's old. Yeah. So there's, like, there are a few stuff. Yeah. Few stuff. Few stuff, yes. <laughs> few stuff. Few things. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, to tight for this episode, it's going to be a fun one, which is a nice change of pace. Although I am going to warn you. <laughs> I have issues, apparently, <laughs> with... <laughs> Keeping it light. <laughs> so I still touch on heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll get content warnings. Yes. Don't worry. All right. So I'm starting with a local fave. Now, I'm going to uh, preface this. When I was a kid, and I also wrote this here, Mark, attest to this, I wrote Castle Loma, because when I was a kid, I thought Castle Casa Loma was a castle because it was just so huge. I was like, this isn't a house. <laughs> this is a castle. Like, it's Castle Loma. Um, so, Castle... It is technically a castle. Well, they call it a mansion. But, okay. To be fair to Jasmine, I also called it Castle Loma. <laughs> I also thought when people said Casa Loma, yeah. I thought they were just saying castle really weird. Yeah. And I think that's just because my mother's accent, like her mm. Trini accent... She ends things with ah a lot. So in my brain, I was just like, that's just my mom. (laughs) You were like, that's just... She doesn't know how to say castle. (laughs) Um, Turns out she can say castle. It's just, it's casa. C-A-S-A. That is what it is. Okay, so um, 
Like house in Spanish. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to talk about something that is super local for us. Like Casa Loma is not too far from Mari's humble abode. Yeah. Like it is a very local attraction. It's a few subway stops. I won't get more specific than that. Yeah. Because you, you are not allowed to know where I live. <laughs> Um, the basic info about Casa Loma is that it's a very large Gothic-style mansion in Midtown Toronto. Uh, Casa Loma is Spanish for Hill House. I don't actually know if... Is it on a hill? Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't we're been in, there in so long, I don't oh, remember. <laughs> okay, the neighborhood's big enough, I think, that I can say this, but it's called Forest Hills Neighborhood, because this is all hills, and that's why... Ah! Like, I can't bike... In my area, because there's two. It's too many. I can I can go in one direction and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill, the and then I gotta come home, and it's like, oh, cool. So I gotta go up now. Oh no! That's why I have a bike in the middle of my kitchen. <laughs> it's true. Um, so <laughs> um, it was built in 1911, and it finished. Well, it finished, quote-unquote, um, construction in 1914, so it's over 100 years old. Why did you look at me like that? That was my face. <laughs> I know. I was just like, I'm listening. I was, that's my listening face. It's not like you, you're like, really? Finished in 1914? I was just <laughs> listening. Okay, just go. Um, it was uh, built for a financier, uh, Sir Henry Pellet, um... And then it was turned into a museum in 1937. The mansion is 67,700 square feet. Foot? Feet? Square feet? Feet. Yes. And um, has uh, seven floors, which is way too many floors. That's a lot of floors. I mean, my building is only four floors, and I'm like, this is too many floors. (laughs) Um, it It was the largest private residence in Canada at the time. In Canada. And Canada is very, very large. Like, landmass-wise. Yeah, like, we have a lot of space. Yeah. We, we do. We have very few people, but a lot of land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, this is off-topic, but I, like, I, I say America and us have roughly the same amount of land mass, but they're more spread out everywhere, and, like, a much, much bigger population. We're just, like, no... We got a tiny little squiggle of population near the bottom, yep. and then up north is like where you have little... all these giant fucking mansions. That yeah, are like <laughs> I don't, I I did a shoot somewhere, and they took us to. I didn't even pay attention to where they're driving yeah. us. If they were murderers, I would have been screwed. <laughs> um, I don't follow my own advice. Yeah, when it comes to stuff, you should learn from um, that. But, um. We, like, they drove us out, and it was, like, this massive house on just, like, this, like, huge plot of land that, like, went out to, like, towards a creek, and, like, people, I could go to one end of the property, and I didn't, I couldn't tell who was at the house. Like, I couldn't really, I could only see, like, a bit of the house from the other end of the property because... The land was so huge. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. Like, if you drive, like, maybe 30, 40 minutes, like, north of Toronto, like, not, like, cottage country, but, like, I guess in between cottage country and, like, us, it's just freaking, like, mansions and, like, land. Yeah, like, and everyone has, like, huge yards, even if you don't have, like, a big house. 
Yeah. You have, like, a huge yard. Yeah. There's there's a lot of land up there. Most of the cities are concentrated towards near the border. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, it contained rooms like a kitchen with a oven large enough to cook an ox. What? Uh, yeah. 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 An, ox, ox? an ox weighs, like, what? Like, a, like just under a, a ton? Roughly? I think so. Because baby elephants weigh half a ton, roughly. And don't ask for that. <laughs> Jasmine likes at the zoo. <laughs> That's I'm not making why. an assumption. <laughs> That's not why I know that though. It's because I watched the thing, a whole thing on like on like African animals, like like birth, animal births. You know, like giraffes falling like ten uh. feet from their. See, I can't watch animal births. <laughs> when Doctor Poles comes on, that's the vet yeah. show, and um, it's pretty gruesome. It's pre- and like it's uh, yeah, uh, like the cat. There's a lot of because so Doctor Poles. For those who don't know, yeah. if you don't watch shows from Minnesota, because it's from Minnesota. Oh, okay. Um, they are a veterinarian clinic out in farm country. Mm-hmm. So basically, every episode there's a cow birth. <laughs> So he's got to, like, shove his arm into the cow vagina and oh, be yeah. like, here's the baby! Just, like, yank him out. <laughs> and so, like, every time, and there was, like, an episode where he's, like, teaching his son, like, oh. how to, and then he accidentally put it up the cow butt. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, no. That poor cow. I mean, he's probably... It- he was, this is a full-grown man, not, like, a little <laughs> I, I, kid. I, I kind of like, figured. <laughs> You don't have to feel that bad for him. Like, he missed the vagina by a lot. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, we're getting so hot. I was about to ask about, like, cow anatomy. And, like, wait, aren't they, like, like one hole that splits into two sections? Like, you put your arm into one side and go, like, this way for the butt and, like, this way for, like, the vagina. You know more about cows than me, so <laughs> you tell me. Anyway, so yeah, their their oven was large enough for like a one ton animal, which is like pretty pretty ridiculous. Like I don't know what they were cooking in there. An ox, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, it also had an elevator, um, two vertical passages for pipe organs. Um, a Wait. Two vertical passages for pipe organs? Yes. Just, so, just, like, the pipes? Yes. The pipe? Okay. Because, you know, like, organs are very tall things. I'm a little confusing. Just, okay. Like, just to, like, bring up, because it was, like, it sounded like you were mentioning more rooms, and it's, like... No. No, these are just the passages. <laughs> okay. Um, a central vacuum, uh, two secret passages to Pellet's ground floor office. Secret passages? Yes. I've always wanted secret passages. Yeah. Okay, the only reason I ever want to move, like, out into the country or whatever is to move into one of those old, big houses that have, like, mystery rooms and mystery. secret passages and, like, secrets. Secrets. All the secrets. Um, it also has a pool, three bowling alleys in the basement. Three uh, bowling alleys. Yes. This was a private residence. Yes. When it was built. Yes. This guy was just like, you know what I need? And he well, three you know, alleys. <laughs> he had a lot of money. Things were a lot cheaper back then. He was like, I'm going to have bowling parties, but I don't want to have, like, one bowling party. Yes. I want to have three. Because maybe my friends want to have a different. Cause maybe they're, maybe it's, like, five <laughs> pin and ten pin and then, like, lawn bowling. <laughs> and, like, land was pretty cheap back then. So, you know, you could just pay people to build you a giant mansion. 
nothing. And by nothing, I mean like $3.5 million. I mean, <laughs> Which that I mean, gets you like, that gets you a much smaller mansion towards yeah. Eglinton. There's $11 million home, um, like 20 minutes from my, my residence. Yeah. I'm still mind boggled by this. My mind is boggled. Well, like, house prices are insane. We had a a friend of ours in high school. When they sold their house, do you know how much the original price was? How much? A million dollars. And it wasn't selling. Talking about, let's say his name. It's Ben's house. Ben's house. Oh. A million dollars, and no one was selling, so they lowered it by one dollar. Granted, they put a lot of money into renovating the place, because it was complete garbo before yeah and that was that's one of the ones where it wasn't a huge house but it was on a lot of land yeah a lot of land you're basically a private residence all modern appliances and whatnot there was a pool yeah yeah pool was a good time so i mean like houses houses are expensive even like the the first house that i my my dad ever bought the first house that he ever bought for us i think was like two hundred thousand dollars it was a a very nice semi-detached house a lawn Three bedrooms. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. That house is worth almost a million dollars now. So. Uh, my mom, so basically when my parents separated, yeah. she bought out, or yeah, she bought out the house, or my dad bought out the house from her. Yeah. So she had basically half of a house's worth of money. Yeah. And this is like a four bedroom house. It's not like the biggest house in the neighborhood, but yeah. it's not. Like, it's a fully it's a detached house. Yeah. house. Like, it's it's a good size. And, like, she could barely find, like, a condo yeah. downtown for that amount of money. Yeah. For a one-bedroom condo. Oh, I think she was looking for two bedrooms for a while, though, because she wanted still... me to have, like, a place to crash. Yeah. My mom did similar thing. even though I have my own place now. For four years, She's still my mother still it. insists <laughs> that I need. It's like if we're living in the same city, why do you? Why do I need a guest bedroom? Because she still wants to know that you have a place to go. That's true. Also, She's got, go back. She tries to con me into sleepovers all the time. <laughs> She'll be like, come hang out. I'll do your laundry. And I'll be like, okay, I'll let you do my laundry. And then she'll like be like, let's let's hang out and let's watch TV. Let's I'll let me cook you dinner. Let's are you do you want a drink? Do you want some wine? Do you want some do you want some vodka? Do you want some <laughs> like I don't even really drink anymore? Like But yeah, that just goes to show what this kind of money could get. I forgot what we were talking about. It's a good thing I remembered. (laughs) I knew we were going. I was like, how can I segue this back to what we were originally talking about? My bad. That was all my fault. (laughs) I'm not cutting out any of this, though. Um, So, uh, Pellet had to uh, sell the house, or the mansion, Casa Loma, when the Depression struck Canada and taxes were increased from $600 a year to $8,000 a month. Imagine your rent going up. (laughs) That much. Yeah. So it was 600 a year. 600 a year. To 1,000. A, a, a month. month. Wow. But this reminds me, this is off topic. Yeah. 
but I'm going to say it anyways because it's actually kind of important. There's this, like, I saw this article on CBC where um, there's these families that are trying to, like, sue um, one of the, like, First Nation, um, like, one of their, like, just, like, the nation yeah. itself because, like, the, the land that they... Um, technically own they were renting it to these families mm-hmm. who were living there for like 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 literally like six hundred dollars a year and they like raised their rent to something like closer to like six hundred a month yeah and like these families are like oh, i've been living here for but they haven't paid rent in eight years <laughs> what <laughs> They hadn't paid rent in eight years. So There's what six hundred dollars a year so rent. So what you're telling me? There's six hundred dollars a year rent, which is what probably like, what, sixty fifty-five dollars a month or Pretty whatever. Much, yeah. And they weren't paying it. They weren't paying it, and then um, the nation. I can't remember the name of the nation because I'm terrible with names and I cannot see it in front of me and if I try I'm just gonna make up words and it's gonna be terrible yes um but uh yeah they were like we can't keep like we need resources to like keep our like nation going like to keep our community going like we have to actually like charge you for the rent and And like you actually have to pay it now they actually like they got the land like appraised and stuff so they rose it they rose the rent to match the price of the land and then these white families are like getting all into a huff being like they're persecuting us on this land that we've been on for generations and it's just like um i think i think (laughs) you're confused (laughs) i think you're wrong you might have it's not your land though guess what this country does not belong to you and we have to keep on reminding them for some reason. They think because their ancestors literally crash landed here, like freaking. Just because it, your ancestors it, took advantage yes. of someone doesn't mean that you have the right no. to continue taking advantage of those people. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But anyway, his, his taxes increased by a hell of a lot. So he sold his three point five million dollar mansion and his all his furnishings for one point seven five billion dollars. What? That's a lot of money. Yes, and he left in. And this was when? In nineteen. Well, he left in nineteen twenty three. So it was finished, built in nineteen fourteen. So they got just under ten years in that house, and they still had a second floor that wasn't fully renovated. I mean, that's not that bad. Ten, ten years is... I mean... And then if you get, like, a billion dollars out of million. it... Million. You said billion. I meant to say million. That's... Okay. Never mind. Yeah, they got I was like... Less... They were getting a steal. No, they got, they got half of what they put into the house. <laughs> but I mean, like, the Depression hit a lot of people hard. Yeah. I mean, that's why... That's it's, why it's, why it's called, called the Depression. Depression. So, <laughs> I mean... I guess I mean like port. he still made like got one point seven five million. Yeah, yeah. That he managed to sell his house and all the furnishings and still get to live there for a little bit before having to leave yeah. the house. But it's not like he was left with nothing. Yeah. Like I mean when we're talking about the depression there. He was not the biggest <laughs> no, 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 no. 
<laughs> no, no. He definitely did not suffer the biggest loss out of everyone who had to survive through the Depression. That's for sure. So, um, it became a hotel from 1922. So, during the last year, he was still in the house. And to... Oh, 19... I can't even read my own writing. Nineteen twenty this time. 1927. I should have crossed that seven so I knew it was a seven and not a two. 1927 to 1928. Um, it was a very short-lived hotel because it was too damn expensive to pay for... Like, cleaning and stuff, right? <laughs> to like, play, pay for everything. It's a really big place. And like plus, the taxes were already so it. high. Yeah. Yeah. Taxes were very high. You had to fully book the place to maintain any sort of revenue. And then, like, you would have to put the prices up. Yeah. Like, that would be one of those, like, swanky, like, $300 a night. Yeah. Hotels. Would that... I guess that'd be expensive back then. Well, I'm assuming... I mean, like, in... The equivalent of the yeah. 1920s money. <laughs> 1920s money. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, now is the fun part. In the 1930s is when there was the first mention of hauntings. Claire Wallace, a CFRB broadcaster, went to gather material for a story on ghosts and the supernatural um, phenomena. Uh, she spent a whole night there. She didn't really see much of anything, but it was still spooky to be in a big old mansion that no one was living in anymore because it had been closed down because the hotel didn't end up working out. Um, she did broadcast on it to appeal to stop the mansion from being demolished because the city was like, well, no one can afford this place. <laughs> We're just going to destroy it. Um, and it worked. And so it became a museum and a tourist attraction because of... Claire Wells. <laughs> um, there's not, I didn't find too, too much on her, but I guess in a way it's a good thing that she saved it because she was able to feel some of my childhood nightmares due to it not being demolished. And now you have this episode, but thanks Claire Wallace. <laughs> exactly. Um, so like any big old house, Casa Loma apparently has a few ghosts. Um, now there's no known tragedy that I could find about Casa Loma. Um, no one was pushed out of a window or locked in a secret dungeon. Um, the mansion did serve as a secret military base. Um, they used the stables for secret lab research. That's um, where the ghosts come from. <laughs> I, I call it. That's, that's my bet. Which was kept hidden and secret from tourists for decades following, like, World War II. Like, they're just like, oh, um, it was always under construction, I am so pumped because I love conspiracies. I love the idea of secret underground government layers that are up to mischief. Like, I mean, they're bad. They're people. I don't say yeah. I want more that secrets more in the world. Secrets. Actually, I'm just saying it's to intriguing. uncover the truth. Just like imagine in 1930 something, you go to this new big old tourist attraction, a mansion. And then for decades, anyone who goes there... people are just chilling around, they're all, like, taking pictures with their disposable cameras. They're like, what's this? They're like, oh, it's under construction. Ten years later, what's this? Oh, it's it's under construction. And it turns out it's a secret. It was a secret military base with secret research and secret experiments. Aliens, (laughs) I call it. The secret experiments had to do with aliens. <laughs> what do you need that much space for if it's not to hide aliens? 
I don't know. Stables are pretty big. You gotta hold horses and stuff in there. And horses are huge. Horses are massive. They're majestic, but like massively scary. They've got ox ovens, so. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. They're hiding aliens. Now, onto the ghosts. Um, Not aliens. (laughs) One of the most popular sightings by both staff and tourists is the white lady. Um, Not white as in like. (laughs) Not not white as in like a woman who is of Caucasian descent. White as in. Uh, the other white, the color white. <laughs> As in the ghostly pallor of, yes. <laughs> of, of white. Um, in particular, the cafeteria staff um, would talk about this. Uh, she is most commonly seen on the second floor, which was quite often, which was the unfinished floor. And um, also occasionally in the basement. A lot of people believe she was once a maid around the time when um, Pellet was living in the mansion. Over 60,000 people in Toronto died from the influenza. There was a big old influenza breakout, and people believe that she must have um, died during that time. Because mm. the influenza is no joke. A lot of people died. Yeah. Um, so that is the only one that, like, that's the most popular one. The next one is apparently Sir Henry Pellet himself has been seen. Um, he was seen, this is just one instance where he was seen, he was seen, um, in the window of the second floor, once again, that floor that was never actually finished. (laughs) Um, (laughs) if you're wondering why I made that sound, it's because my pen was on a page I didn't want it to be in. So, so I folded it. second floor uh, especially when it was the, during the time it was like locked down uh, it panicked why did I say it like that <laughs> a panicked boy told the staff he saw a man in the window when the staff asked the boy to describe this man um, the man he describes ended exactly like Sir Henry and apparently Sir Henry's ghost looked very upset even Henry's wife uh, Lady uh, Marie Mary Lady Mary was seen from time to time, but like the woman in real life, her ghost is notoriously private and elusive. Um, people talk about hearing whispers and murmurs around the mansion, um, and now part of it is probably because it's an old fucking house. <laughs> and old houses, or even kind of new houses. They have drafts. They make sounds. I mean... They make sounds. I remember... One of the, like, first times I was, like, alone in, in my parents' house. Yeah. Like, by myself. Because I, I had a brother. I was not allowed to stay by myself <laughs> because my parents were like, you're a girl, so you can't have anything. Yeah. So by the time I was, like, old enough to stay by myself, the first time I, like, stayed there, it was, like, by myself. I was, <laughs> like, calling my mom every 20 minutes, like, I heard something. <laughs> What's that sound? I remember in, like, the last, last, last house that I (laughs) I lived in, the house I lived in the longest, like, that house is probably about 30, 30, 30 years old at the time we moved into it, and, like, on particular days, when I guess it was really, really windy outside, or, like, it, the house was particularly rocky, I don't know, like, sometimes, my parents' bedroom door would just slam shut, (laughs) And it, or, like, it would just go, 
like that. <laughs> and, like, it was really, really creepy. There was an explanation for it, but, like, it doesn't make it any less creepy. Unlike, like, summer days when you have, like, all the windows open and it would get, like, the least bit windy outside. Mm. That would happen in my house. Mm. And, like, or, like, you would go to, like, close your door and you would just kind of, like, <laughs> so, like, tap it. So it would, like, you're not trying to close your door. You're trying to, like, just get it to the jam. Yeah. And, like, then it just, like, slams and your mom's like, I told you not to slam the door. And you're just like, I did it. I did it, me too. Um, so uh, a medium was once brought in to uh, Casa Loma, And she said... Sir Henry and Lady Mary had returned to their home in <laughs> in death. But look what I wrote. <laughs> it said in depth. It was, they came back in depth. It was very. It, it was, was like, an in depth return. <laughs> it was like one thirty in the morning. We oh. were doing our research at the same time. <laughs> yes. Um. um but. Uh, she said uh, they are upset that they were not able to spend their whole life in the house that Henry had essentially built for his family and for his life. As I said, they only got less than 10 years in this house that they had built. Um, so they had come back to haunt it. Well, I mean, I'm sure they didn't even get to the, like, seventh floor. Like, they hadn't even <laughs> seen it yet. They were like, we don't know what's up there. And, like... <laughs> If it if they did if they are haunting it, it's understandable. If I invested a lot of money into building this big, glorious house or space for me and my family, like I sold like my last house, I did all these things to get this big house for all of us to live in, and then suddenly my rent just <laughs> shot through the roof real fast, so quick, and like this was supposed to be like the place where I was gonna like die. Essentially, he should have subletted. Sub- it was it was his <laughs> fault for not wanting to share his goddamn home. <laughs> he could have totally seven floors. You could put seven families, and they would have their own penthouse suite. <laughs> That's true. Probably he, have their own separate entrance and everything. Like you just had to share, even just for a little bit, right? Like just until. You made it to the Second World War when we would get a boom in our economy yeah, again. Exactly. What? So maybe they were just real salty. Just real salty about not being able to live in the house that they built just for them. It's your own dang fault. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's all your fault. You could have made it work. With that amount of rooms, you could have made it work. Yeah, I mean like instead of selling it for like less than half the price that they paid for it, they could have just rent it out. Half, like, even half. Why not do even the half. hotel thing? And then you're still living there, but yeah. then you're making some money. Yeah. And, like, maybe it's not ideal, but it's probably... And they have, pro- like, fancy ballrooms and shit. You could do yeah. events. Yeah. Weddings. Yeah. Like, what we do at Casa Loma now. But I heard they weren't, like, very social people. And they were, like, very much, like, there's, like, they just, like... Then why do they need a house with they just seven wanted floors? A house with all their things, so they just didn't have to leave their house. Like I'm. Just, I mean, I get it because I don't really like to leave my house. Okay, same. <laughs> but I'm in a one bedroom, yes. and I'm like, this place is too big for me. <laughs> I I do not need this much space if yeah. I am literally going nowhere and sharing my life with no one. Like, Honestly, I don't understand the appeal of big houses, <laughs> partially because I find them very very creepy. 
also, it's just, like, it's so much space. Like, all I need is, like, one good, like, room. I mean, like, 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 like get a loft yourself apartment. a big library. But, like, you don't need seven of them. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, so people have claimed, also claimed to have had their hair pulled and their hands grabbed, especially in the underground tunnel. Um, now I've been to Castle Loma at least twice. Yes, at least twice in my lifetime. Um, and <laughs> I think it might have helped increase my unease of like big, very big old homes like mansions. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. I've never been in one since I don't think. Probably not. But, like, big houses are not my thing. They're not my thing. Even if I had a lot of money, I don't want it. I sometimes think I want a big house, but I just, like, want a place to put my crap because I'm a hoarder. And I I just, I'm like, I want all of the books, and I want all of the equipment to do all of the 700 hobbies I want to take up. Mm. And I need a room for each of those hobbies <laughs> so I can have all of the equipment organized neatly. I don't know. Too many rooms. Too many rooms for ghosts and house centipedes to but yeah, like my I would not have a place where I had multiple rooms where people could live in and or not like- have people live in them. Because I feel like even, even if I didn't want people being there, like, I would know someone would be like, oh, I need a place to crash, and I'd be like, hey, I have 1,800 rooms. Yeah. You can use one. Also, there's something disconcerting about being in the same house as somebody, and, like, you could literally not come across that person, like, for days, because your house is so big. I could do that. Like, it's a little, like, disconcerting to me, because it's, like, all these sounds and things, but they're but, nowhere yeah, near me. I would just constantly be worried that there were people in my home that I didn't know about, because I couldn't hear them. And it happens! You might, you might, this is off topic, but like the amount of times I hear stories and like I listen to the news things where it's like, oh yeah, someone was had been living in my attic like for a, like months and I didn't even know it. They used to like wash me shower or something, and it's like, what? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not an unheard of story. Yeah, we should do one of those. It's sometime. it's like it's so disconcerting, especially the houses with like the the um the insulation like. Uh, like the little closet you can go up into like the roof area like someone could live in there and you'd never know so if you have 18 billion rooms that reminds me of a story my dad used to tell us to like scare us into like obedience as a child which was he told us that he had children before us but they were too naughty so he put (laughs) them in the upstairs attic in the closet thing and that's why the entrance was in their closet yeah and he was like, and we keep them up there, and those are the weird noises you hear at night. And, like, that's why I have an obsession with horror. It's my father's fault. I remember probably, like, a year or so after I saw The Grudge. Like, the house the house I lived in for a long time. Like, it was pretty, it was in pretty shit, sh- pretty shit shape. Um, <laughs> the people who lived in there before didn't really take care of it, and they also did a whole bunch of, like, renovations. Like, self, like, they did, like, a lot of DIY renovations to it that were not good at all and we're like these are these are these are hazards anyway point is that little hatch to get into the attic like over the course of a couple of months there was like a stain like forming on it and i'm like oh no (laughs) i feel like we made you watch the grudge too like you would not have seen it if it wasn't no my my mom made me me the the saw and the grudge came out within the the same year or two my mom because my mom loves horror or she used to anyway um and she made me watch them with her, 
That's like, why you always had the DVDs, even though you never wanted to watch the movies. Yes, that's why. That's exactly why. I would always come over and be like, let's watch this scary movie. And she'd be like, no. <laughs> My mom loved horror. And like, so one day I hear this loud crash coming from that closet. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. And like the ceiling had like imploded. Like, because there was, like, a little stain in, like, the closet hatch, but, like, also outside the closet. Because my parents had, like, a walk-in closet that also led into the master bathroom. And, like, so this huge, dark, rusty stain was getting larger and larger and larger. And, like, it looked like blood was dripping from our ceiling, essentially. And then one, and then it, it was just water. But, like, when it eventually did cave, it was, like, very, very scary. I was like, oh, my God. Like, the grudge is in my house. And this is how I die. I was home that day. It was terrifying. That would have scared me. It. I mean, everything scares me. <laughs> I have called my mother when I've been home by myself because yeah. there, yeah, there was a brief time where I lived by myself and I watched a lot of true crime series. Yeah. And then someone would like enter their home on the other side of my building, and I'd be like, "I hear someone in my hallway. <laughs> Somebody's here." Um. So. <laughs> I mean, old homes can only be so well lit. I mean, they're old. They're wiring. They're lamp styles. They're not the brightest homes. There's too many nooks and crannies and things. They're just so dark. They're so dark. They're so creepy. And um, for the longest time, like, I dreaded going to Casa Luma trips. As I said, I did two of them. Um, and, like, when I was a kid... Casa Loma, as I said, looked like a castle to me, so I thought it was a castle. It's just a very big mansion. But, like, castles are also creepy. I've never been to a castle, so I cannot tell you for sure. <laughs> but I agree. Yes. It's just something about old things. Old things. Old big things. They're scary. <laughs> <laughs> big old things. They're all scary. They're scary. Um, so I'm scared of old men. <laughs> But I distinctly remember feeling, like, such discomfort being inside Casa Loma. I was never, like, alone in Casa Loma. Um, and we never really went on slow days either or particularly busy days. Like, there were medium busy days and we were usually in, like, our the group we'd go in when we were kids. It'd be, like, one person with, like, three kids. So a group of four walking around. Um... But I hated the part of the tour where they take us through the secret passages or into, like, being into, like, those old-style, like, bedrooms. Like, old bedrooms, like, Victorian-style, like, inspired, like, horror movies kind of ruined, like, old bedrooms for me. Like, what's that one movie with, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones and, like, I think Owen Wilson and, like... Owen Wilson? Is it Owen Wilson or is it Luke Wilson? Luke well, Wilson's the one with the dark hair. But, well, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. But, um, like, they go into, like this house and like it turns out like one of the girls there she's like a descendant or something of one of the people who used to live there and like their kids have died in there point is there's I like a do not know this movie at all i'll show you to you i'll show you later you've probably seen it or seen parodies of it because there's like a scary movie parody of it oh, okay. um but anyway so it felt like, all going to, like, old-style bedrooms feel, like, weirdly intrusive and creepy. Like, I, it's, it's, like, my mom, well, my mom is, like, a very, very, like, big shopper, and she loves to buy from, like, 
um, secondhand stores and stuff. And, like, it used to creep me out because I was like, what if someone died in this? And, like, I always felt like I was trying on haunted clothing. Like, I, I could feel, like, the person's presence inside the clothing I was trying on. That's how my mom feels. She hated when I started going to, like, thrift stores and yeah. secondhand shops because she would be like, you don't you don't know what has happened in those clothes. <laughs> you don't know what you're bringing into this house. <laughs> I was like, a spirit's attached to this, and it's gonna, like, choke me to death. Like, that's how you just felt about, like, secondhand clothes. Now I don't care, but, like, when I was a kid, I just assumed they were haunted. That was, like, <laughs> not like, oh, like, maybe this person was really gross or whatever. No, it's just, obviously, they died in this. Um, anyway, so, uh, and it may sound like BS, but the first time I ever went into the Underground Passage, I wanted to cry. <laughs> it's just this poorly lit dark tunnel that is so dark and echoey i it feels so separate from the rest of the the rest of the world it feels very otherworldly um i made up my mind pretty quick that if anywhere was haunted it was definitely the underground like passage like under the castle um the feeling is still so real to me that i feel like when i was writing this i felt like i got goosebumps like i felt nauseated because like it it was very traumatic i it was very traumatic having to go. I think that's how you used to get to the stables, too, if I remember correctly. Oh, to walk through the in this dark, drippy, echoey, kind of claustrophobic tunnel. It's dark just to get outside, and it's the end of the tour, and I just, I hated it. It was the worst. It sucked. Like, <laughs> this is why I don't go into haunted houses. I'm such a baby. I love haunted houses. I hate but them. I haven't I haven't gone to one in a long time. Like, I loved going to Halloween Haunted Wonderland yeah. and, like, going through the, like, maze or whatever, yeah. and I would just, like, yell at... Like, the only time I didn't like it was when they were, like, clown people. Yeah. And then there was, like, one who had, like, a fake chainsaw, except it was just, like, a chainsaw that didn't have, like, the chain on it. Yeah. And it was just very clearly not a real chainsaw. Yeah. And I was just like, I can tell it's not real! <laughs> I don't understand you, because, like, you, like... You're like, oh, I can't watch scary movies in theaters. I thought something to hide in. But you're like, yes, haunted houses. I'm the opposite. I'm like, yes, bring on the scary movie. I'll watch it in theaters. I'll sit up front if I have to. But like haunted house, I'm just like, no, please, no, no, what? I don't want. If you're in a haunted house, it's not like rude to scream. When you're in like a movie, you also you can't like stop the action. Like you aren't controlling the pace. Like a movie's going at the pace it's going. Like regardless of how you feel or not. In a haunted house, you can like be like, I don't know if I want to go in this room. Maybe I, maybe I won't. Maybe I will. And you can do that for however long you want. You know, permitting yeah the haunted house rules or whatever. Yeah. And and you know, there's more control. In a movie, there's no control. It's just what's ha- happening is going to happen. I the complete opposite. <laughs> For me, like, being in a haunted house, it puts me in the situation. Like, I have no choice. I have to go through with this when I don't want to. I have no control. Someone's going to pop out at me, and all I can do is scream and maybe hope I won't punch them in the face. Like, <laughs> I would, like, not cry my eyes out if someone pops out at me. Like, it's... It's like a, it's easier to to remove myself from a film than it is from physically surrounding myself from a scary situation. There's also just like my in my experience, scarier things happen in movies than happen <laughs> in real life. I mean, I do 
host a murder podcast yeah. now, so I cannot say that for sure <laughs> anymore. Real life is really scary. Yeah. But in my experiences, my personal experiences, real life, not as scary, <laughs> scary movies. But not scary movie, the franchise. I don't actually like that franchise. I saw one of those and I, got, I had nightmares. Please. <clears throat> scary movie? I saw the, I saw like the part where like, I think it might've been like just the part where they're like parodying, like this is before I saw it and before I read the book, but the exorcist. And so like all I saw was like the face with all the scars and like the bleeding in the eyes. And I was like, next is on TV. (laughs) So like that was my introduction to the exorcist. And I was like, this face is so terrifying. (laughs) Like this is, this is, this is not funny to me. But yeah, so that's Casaloma. I don't know if I'll ever go back to Casaloma because I don't want to go through the tunnel because I'm, as I said, I'm a baby. I'm a big baby. I'm going to see what I can do about recording an episode, not an episode because I won't be able to have Jasmine there, but doing like a bonus there or something where it's just like me running around the castle going, or castle, (laughs) running around the mansion. Yeah. I'm going to call it a castle forever. I don't care what anybody says. It's a castle. It's castle in your castle, castle in your heart. Do you like your history haunted? Then you'll love Macabre London, a podcast hosted by me, Nikki Drews. Every fortnight, we uncover one of the forgotten stories of London's bloody past and get to the bottom of some more well-known gruesome tales. We've covered witchcraft in the form of the last witch trial held in World War II, found out what it was like to be a hangman in the Victorian times, and even dipped our toe into the paranormal by uncovering what really happened at the infamous Enfield haunting. So if you're interested in learning the gory, spooky and eerie history of the UK's capital city, then check out the show. You can find us on the Apple Podcasts app, Acast and all other podcast providers by searching for Macabre London. That's M-A- C-A-B-R-E, London. All right, I'm excited for yours, because yours is probably going to have more stuff to it. Yes. Like, more hard, hard, not hard, more real real stuff? Yeah, it, yeah. It's, okay. Let me start with some content warnings. Yes. Um, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to be talking about anti-blackness, enslavement, and oh, really? the brutalization of enslaved people. In a haunted, haunted situation? Yes. Oh, okay. Let's the, go. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> so, this is the story of the LaLaurie house. Whoa, whoa, wait. Is this why you're... Yes. This is why I brought oh, up... Oh, it's real? It's real. Tell me more. Yes. <laughs> so, um, the LaLaurie house in New Orleans is considered one of America's most famous and most haunted houses. Really? Um, well, mansions. It's also a mansion. Um, it's dark history and the reported hauntings um, were the inspiration behind American Horror Story yes, Coven. Which you've seen half of. About half of? Yeah, I saw half of it. I don't know exactly why. I think I just like caught up to when it was like airing in real time. Yeah. And then I just like got fed up of waiting every week. It's hard to wait for it. Like in this day and age, it's like I have to wait for an episode to air? What do you mean I have to wait a week for something to come out? This was also like right when I was getting like really fed up with, um, what's the creator's name? Oh. Ryan something. Something Ryan. I can't remember the name, but I know. Whatever. That guy. Yeah. The creator. 
I got really fed up with the, like, weird sexualization of, like, violence and, like, a whole bunch of, like, weird stuff. And then I think it was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna wait every week for a show that's, like, really into, like, rape fantasies. Yeah, for those who haven't watched any of American Horror Story, especially, especially the first three seasons, the first season is literally, there's a ghost in a latex suit. Was it latex? Yeah, a black latex suit that literally, like, rapes the mom. Yeah. And then, like, she has, like, a ghost baby or something. Yeah. So, like, in this situation, she thinks it's her husband um, playing, like, a sex game because they were having, like, issues in the bedroom or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I think they had, like, joked about doing some, like, weird kinky sex stuff. Um, So, she has sex with this thing. And then it turns out... Not her husband. Yeah. And... It turns out it's, like, <clears throat> the lady across the street whose son is dead, but everyone can see him, but he's not alive, but him in, a, like, a leather suit, but he's a ghost, and, like... It is complicated, and, yeah. like, I was really enjoying the first season until, like, that reveal, and then I was like, you went and ruined everything. Yeah, like, the te- teenage, by the way, the teenaged Yeah, because he was... When he died, mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a teenager in high school because he was a mass shooter, too. He was one yes. of the, the yes. it was a, I guess it was supposed to be a commentary on school shootings and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, like, American Horror Story tries to, there are some things, I hate to admit that they do kind of well, but, like, oftentimes they do a lot of things just for, like, the shock value of it, like, how much weirder can this get? And so, like, it was kind of interesting that they decided to make a commentary on, like... Well, I guess most of the seasons are actually based on, like, real stuff. Yeah, to a I mean, extent. like, Asylum is based off of the mistreatment of um, people yeah. in mental institutions. Yeah. And then there was Freak Show. Which was the, um, the, like, the early 19th or 18th, like, 20th century, um, like freak shows and circuses and yeah which is um where like a like for what people don't realize about freak shows is that um this is where a lot of like disabled people yes. and like um gender non-conforming and and you know racialized people in yep. general um were kind of they were it was the only place they were like accepted and yes it, it was so that like quote unquote normal people could like gawk at them and whatever yeah but it was also like a place of like community it's like complex yeah but um yeah so like it's and, like the only place you could belong is where people are judging you yeah it's there's like a lot of theory that goes with freak shows and and um in in disability theory yeah. and stuff like that so um but yeah and like basically what i'm saying is that coven is this is the story behind Coven. Yeah. What was also interesting about this house was that even Nicolas Cage was drawn to its dark history. Oh, even Nicolas Cage, the most prestigious of In 2009, (laughs) he bought the mansion during that, like, spree of, like, when he was buying buying castles castles and stuff. (laughs) So in 2009, what was really funny was in one of the articles, they were like, this is evidence of the curse. (laughs) They were like, in 2009, he bought the house, and then he went bankrupt. And it's like, no, he went bankrupt because he kept buying castles. Like, yes, you're a rich man because you do a lot of movies, but, like, 
Now you have to do a lot of movies to, to pay do- off your castles. So. And he kind of didn't really do many movies after he bought a lot of castles. So, I mean... He only did bad movies. And they weren't paying him much, you know? It so. was because he had to take literally anything he could get, which meant he was less valuable as an actor. Yep. Which... <laughs> yeah, that's how negotiating works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He then lost the house uh, just a couple years later to bankruptcy. Um, But yeah, I thought it was funny because this article was like, ooh. Um, But it's also kind of strange because he was like the there was another article that was like he was he's so drawn to haunted houses and stuff because he like grew up with haunted houses Mm. and he has an obsession with them. And that's why he bought the house. But it's really weird because of the backstory I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So, um, before I get into the backstory, let me tell you a little bit of the hauntedness of this. I don't go into as much detail as Jasmine because I wanted enough room (laughs) for the backstory. Yeah. Um, but since the mid-1800s, there have been reports of ghostly sightings and paranormal experiences in the mansion. Some have reported hearing unexplained moaning and groaning in some of the rooms, um, and also footsteps across, like, the attic floor, like, just across... Like, in empty hallways and stuff like that. Just unexplained um, footsteps. Um, And there have been claims to have seen a ghostly woman brandishing whips. um, And also sightings of a black man in chains. Mm -hmm. So you can see where this is going. Yes. Um, A tour guide also claims that on one of their tours, as the tour guide was speaking of one of the spirits that might be haunting the grounds... Um, they were standing underneath these, like, lamps, mm. like, those, like, street lamps, I guess, mm-hmm. um, during the tour, and then, um, the lamps had been, so according to this tour guide, the lamps had been burnt out for a week, they weren't working at all, Yeah. but the moment she said, um, the name of the, um, person the spirit might be, which was Leah, the lights turned on. Okay. And then, when she continued on, um, when the tour guide continued on with their story, he said the name again, and the lights went out again. So, according to the tour guide, this all happened, like, as she was telling the story. Yeah. Um, so, the, in, like, so where would these spirits come from? Um, their origins are even scarier than the sightings that have been reported. That's for sure. Um, and there have been, like, other stuff, but as I said, I didn't get into too much details about the hauntings because the backstory is scarier. Yeah. <clears throat> so, it all begins with a woman named Madame Marie Delphine Lalaurie. So, Madame Lalaurie was born in 1787 as Marie Delphine McCarty. Uh, Delphine was a member of a wealthy elite family that owned many estates and were enslavers and owned many slaves. Um, Something that Madame LaLaurie would continue on. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was, like, pretty interesting was that she was, like, the McCartys were actually an Irish family that fled um, Ireland because of the British rule. Yeah. And then they came here, uh, to, they came, they went to New Orleans and then was like, we're going to own slaves. <laughs> and this is why when people are like, oh, the Irish were slaves, like, the Irish were this, or like... People are racist against the Irish. Yeah. It's, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, so, to the rest of the socially elite, Delphine and her husband, Louis LaLaurie, were 
well-respected, and a prominent family. They moved into the mansion in 1831, um, where they held grand social affairs, and Delphine would be an admired hostess. So she was considered this, like, perfect hostess who was always doting on her guests and, like, was constantly making sure everything was spick and span. Well, I mean, with their status, you know, she kind of had to be. Um, but the enslaved people who attended to the mansion, um, oh my goodness. Oh my god. Okay. The, the enslaved people who attended to the mansion seemed to come and go. Um, they would be replaced or disappeared with no explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which this is, is like the socially elite, like they, her guests were yeah. the ones that were noticing this. They were like, hmm. The, you know, the boy who normally does the, like, stables. The or whatever. You know, like, he's gone. And, like, she wouldn't have, like, an explanation for it. It would just be like, oh, he's gone and now we have a new one. Yeah, which is weird because, like, this is weird to talk about. But, like, when slavery was going on, it didn't really seem like there was a lot of, like, oh, I'm replacing my slaves. It's just, like, I'm just adding to my collection. Yeah. Like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, like, you only replace them when they die. Yeah. Um, you sell them. Yeah. You know, like, stuff like that. Um, I also want to point out that the reason I keep saying, like, enslaved people is It's because. Tea. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain it? I'm not my best okay. with words. So, um, instead of saying, like, slaves and slave owners, um, I'm saying enslavers and enslaved people because, um... I don't want to dehumanize them yeah. any more than they already were, um, you know, being brought down to property. And so by referring to them as slaves and to the enslavers as slave owners, we're legitimizing mm-hmm. um, that dehumanization. So, Yes, and it puts the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It puts not necessarily the problem... But I put the the sort of error on the uh, enslaver, like they chose to enslave people. Yeah, yeah. We want to really talk about the fact that like those people who had slaves, they were enslaved to them. Yes, by choice. Like that was a decision that they made. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um. So then, in eighteen thirty three a different side of Delphine was revealed. Um, While there were rumors of mistreatment of the enslaved people um, that she owned, the elite of New Orleans couldn't ignore it after the death of one of the girls um, who attended to her. According to witnesses, Leah, who I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. um, was a 12-year-old girl and at the time was just brushing Madame LaLaurie's hair when she hit a snag in in Madame Lalaurie's hair, yeah, and so like it, like tugged on her hair or whatever, um, so Madame Lalaurie Lalaurie flipped out, yeah, chased Leah throughout the house with a whip, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they ended up on the roof, and oh, wow. Leah was chased to the edge where she fell to her death, um, rather than facing the. The, her, her lashings. Yeah. Um, after witnesses reported her burying the body, Madame LaLaurie was investigated, fined $300, and forced to sell off all of the people enslaved to her. 
Um, That's surprising. $300, by the way, for human life. That's that's the fine. Um, it's also surprising there's any reper- repercussions for that. And it was only because they couldn't turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. Um, like, prior to this, there like, everyone kind of knew that she was probably yeah. treating these people really horribly, but they were like, whatever. We well, don't really like care. solid proof they could not. Yeah, well, like, people saw her fall from the window. Yeah. And um, then they, like, actually saw her like bearing the like mangled body like and like she's not like reporting this and like she apparently kept really poor records mm-hmm. of um the enslaved people that she had so mm-hmm. there weren't like updated and like so there wasn't really a way to keep track of how many enslaved people were coming into her household yeah and then never being heard from again um do 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 However, she was able to get around having her, like, being forced to um, sell off the enslaved people yeah. by having her family buy them all back and sell them to her. Well, I take back everything I just said. So, and, like, this was, nobody stopped it. Yeah. They were like, this is fine. Well, she got around it. They said, you can't buy any slaves. They didn't say her family couldn't. Yeah. So, she was like, I have to have my punching bags. Yeah. Um, so, she found a loophole. Then, on April 10th, 1834, a fire was started in the LaLaurie mansion. Um, nearby witnesses rushed to help LaLaurie and her guests out of the blaze, but they noticed something peculiar. Peculiar. Delphine, or Madame LaLaurie, was rushing to save her jewels and possessions by herself without the help of her attendants. Yeah. Um, and this, like, some of the articles keep switching to servants, but it's like, that's a separate thing from enslaved people. Um, it is just like... People who are enslaved and people who are in service to you are not... Yeah, because, like, servants get paid wages, um... There's still, like, more legal ramifications for mistreating them. Yeah. Um, I mean, like... Probably still not that much. They are, like, lower class, working class people are still treated poorly. Yeah. It's just not the same as slavery. As being fucking bound. Um, so a group formed to go rescue the enslaved people, um, as they realized they had been locked away in the attic and Delphine refused to release them. So, there's this fire going on, and these people are locked away in the attic of this mansion, mm. and Madame LaLaurie is like, I'm not giving you the key. I'm not letting them out. Like, I gotta take care of my jewels. I gotta get my possessions. Yeah. That's all she cared about. Um, so, there's some deba- debate as to what the rescuers actually found when they finally got into the attic. Yeah. One newspaper with a reputation similar to the National Enquirer. Okay. Um, and the, for those who don't know, the National Enquirer is more of a tabloid than anything. Uh, they're the ones that are always like Bigfoot and alien yeah. UFOs. <laughs> so similar reputation. So keep this in mind. Um, claims there were bodies maimed by bizarre medical experiments, but no other accounts seem to corroborate um, this. Yeah. Um, and... It also, like, from what I could find, they 
the stories only came from this one neighbor she had who she kept like rebuffing like she was like he was like hey you want to get with me and she was like no yeah and he was like how dare you (laughs) um so then like from this one guy all of these stories came out yeah um and like this is the part of the story where i'm supposed to lift off all the grotesque claims um that involve bodily mutilation like they all involve them yeah um i'm choosing to admit it though Mm. Um, first of all, because there's no real evidence um, to, you know, prove the claims, but mostly because I'm not comfortable sensationalizing mm-hmm. and fetishizing the brutalization of enslaved people. And that's something, <coughs> if I recall correctly, that not just with enslaved people, just in general, American horror story has... Is really bad for Yeah. They are so, so guilty of doing this, where it's, like, trauma, violence, all of this stuff becomes something that's almost sensualized and sexualized. Just entertainment, just... And there is something very sexual about the way a lot of these scenes are filmed and stuff like that. Like, in um, Murder House, like, there was the whole, like, one ghost who was a maid who, like... Oh, yeah, the one with the... Moira, yeah. Yes. So, she appeared in, like, two forms, and one is yeah. this, like, sexy maid. That only the husband... Yeah, only the husband sees her this way. Um, but to everybody else, she looks like this older woman um, who's, like, blind in one eye. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just kind of, like, this caretaker-type person. But, like, yeah, there's some... And, like, that whole season dealt with their sex life. Yeah. And, like... It was their sexual relationship and, like, the daughter and her, like, sexual feelings for the first time. and like, Yeah, it was just, like, American Horror Story puts violence and sex very close to each other as often as it can. So, yeah. And that's why I'm just, like, I'm choosing not to talk about them because I think also it's also just, like, creepy to kind of imagine horrible, grotesque things happening to enslaved people that didn't actually happen like it would be one thing if this really did happen as a fact yeah but a lot of it does sound like it wouldn't even be plausible um but sounds a little incredulous 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 i think it also takes away from the gravity of what actually happened yeah um so what has been confirmed was that these enslaved people were chained up um usually with spiked collars and like um, other various restraints so that they couldn't, like, sleep or rest or whatever. They had to, like, stay standing, basically. Um, they were also starved and scarred from brutal treatment. So she was still beating them. Yeah. Um, even to the rest of the New Orleanians who weren't opposed to slavery or racism, it's not like that was too much for them. Yeah. Even, um, this treatment had gone too far. It had even turned out that the fire had been set by Madame LaLaurie's cook, whom she had left chained to the stove and was not allowed to eat any of the food she was made to prepare. So she was um, chained to the stove, not allowed to, like, move or leave the kitchen, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't given any food to eat or whatever. And so to kind of, like, like her kind of last-ditch effort to escape was to set a fire in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the Lalori home uh, was then ransacked, looted, and practically torn apart by the rest of the town. Um, but Madame Lalori managed to escape to the docks where she managed to flee to Paris. Um, many people have tried to explain and even exonerate Madame Lalori. Um, they have blamed her unhappy marriage and accused her husband of being the real torturer. Um, but there isn't any actual evidence that, yeah. um, like, I'm sure he was awful. Yeah. But. I mean, if you love, love that sort of treatment to go on in this home, and I hate to say this, but, like, back then, it's patriarch, or even more so than now, it was a very patriarchal society. I can't imagine well, him not partaking in any of that, or the, not being okay Their relationship was complex, because he was actually her third husband. Oh. She had... Um, children with the two husbands before her so yeah. the children that she actually had weren't even his um, and she met him because it sounds like one of her daughters had spina bifida or something similar because mm-hmm. they mentioned spinal deformities Yeah. Um, and th- this doctor was the one treating her mm-hmm. and so she wanted she wanted him to cure her or whatever she couldn't be cured but she was so enamored by how well he did yeah. um, she they basically um, ended up hooking up, and she got pregnant, and so uh, he had to marry her. And so he didn't want to be in the marriage um, from what I read. It just, he had to be. He had to be, um, because of, like, how families and relationships and stuff yeah. worked then. And she was, like, 20 years older than him, um, and significantly richer. Yeah. Oh. Because she was part of this elite family yes. before she even married him. Yeah. So, so she had a lot of status just on her own. Yeah, she didn't really actually need him. It's also really interesting that both her husbands prior to this died, but it doesn't seem like she had anything to do with them because, like, one of them she wasn't. They were traveling separately. Yeah. Um. Curse. It's a curse. <laughs> and then yeah, like this, like none of the the articles really got into the details, so I can't say for sure. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like like she had a hand in it. Yeah. Um. Do, do, do. The explanation I give the most credence to um, was the historical context. So the kind of social context yeah. um, of the times. So um, first, some suspect that LaLaurie might have been affected by the murder of one of her uncles by one of the people he had enslaved. So one of her uncles owned um, ensla- like enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And one of them did end up killing him. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people think that might have made her feel, like, ways about enslaved people. She already felt ways about enslaved people. I mean... <laughs> More ways. <laughs> um, but kind of, like, the biggest deal was that in um, between 1791 and 1804, when Delphine was just a child... There was what was called the Haitian Slave Revolt, which was the largest and most successful slave rebellion, which led to the creation of Haiti itself mm-hmm. as a nation. <clears throat> and that was how they got their own country. Yeah. In 1811, in New Orleans, there was another rebellion. However, this led to more than 100 executions and beheadings of enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And their bodies were put on display to deter any further rebellions. Um, and, like, the... So, the fact that this re- 
they they tried to have this rebellion because of the success of the Haiti the yeah. Haitian one. Um, they the kind of enslavers of the time um, felt like they had to increase the violence and oppression. Yes. Um, to keep another revolt from happening. Now, and so it's not like this is like the like they literally were saying like they were like their bodies their beheaded bodies were yes. hung strung up and their heads were put on spikes now that's interesting to me just to bring it back to american horror story because i only know about this <laughs> because of american horror story like i would i've never come across at any other point in my life except for that particular moment but it's interesting how they portrayed um her character i guess you could say because in season two she's in it the house is in it and like they definitely didn't have any of those sort of explanations for for what happened in the house because in season two it's like she's a she's a vain woman she's a well i mean she tried to save her jewels instead yeah. of her insight. So I guess she was concerned about her skin mm-hmm. in season two, if I'm remembering correctly. And she used the blood of her and the enslaved people to mm-hmm. try to stay, stay youthful. Oh, yeah. That, I think, is actually based on a different villain. Because mm-hmm. there was one of the queens of England? I think it's one of the English monarchies, yeah. but it could be another queen. Who knows? So many fucking rich people who yes. think they are owed everything because of God or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there was a woman who did drain mm-hmm. young girls of their blood, but th- I I don't think it was Madame Lalaurie. Yeah, because in the in the show, it's her. She's like, oh, I'm getting so old. Yeah. And, like, my daughters are so beautiful. But... I must do this. Oh, there was even... I forgot to include this, but, um, like, she mistreated her... The... These enslaved people so badly that even when her daughters tried to feed them... Yeah. She would beat her daughters. Correct me if I'm wrong, but even in the show, I believe her daughters were, like, scared of her. Yeah. 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 Um... And this, I think this is kind of, like, one of the reasons why I stopped was, like, there was a ton of violence. It was, like... Yes, it was... This season was super brutal, specifically to do with Madame LaLaurie. Yes, in the show, at post-death, I guess, I don't remember how she dies, I don't think it's really that important. Does she get, like, buried alive or something? I don't yeah. know. Am I right? In the show, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so in the show, she's buried alive, and then she dies. <laughs> At, at sort of, point. but she's brought back. But she's somehow. brought back by something. I maybe one of the witches. I think. Yeah, I don't there remember. was also like um, a lot of stuff to do with voodoo. Yes, because um, Angela Bassett played a, like a like a, a voodoo queen. I guess you can say they're like different queens of different witch sanctions. Anyway, um, but like in the show, they almost tried to give her like a redemption arc. I mean, after she was beheaded, mm-hmm. like because at one point Queenie, who's played by. Gabori, what's her last name? Gabori Sidibe? Is that her last name? Queenie. She's the, the, the girl who played um, Precious. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry I got your last, last name right. I could be thinking of a different last name, but it's Gabori is her first name. Um, she plays Queenie. It was like almost like a, a, like a living voodoo doll in a sense where like the pain she 
inflicts right right on yeah i remember i remembering now her body gets inflicted on other people or something i think so something like that so essentially which is really messed up like she's got to hurt herself to hurt other people um and it has to be the black character too Jesus. Yeah, anyway. and who's, like, the one black character? I think there's another witch. There's a queen. There's, there's, there's Angela Bassett, who who plays, like, the queen, which I think is, like, in, in, like, a hair salon or something. Yeah. And then there's Queenie. Those are the main two. They're, like, some, like, background characters that you see, but, like, I don't think they have really any lines or anything. Like, those are the main two. Yeah. And ones. then, like, um, from what I remember, I think they do actually touch on some of the, like, torture yeah um that was claimed but the that's the one that came from like the it was called like the new orleans bee or something and it's like a really disreputable paper yeah anyway they tried to give like like i think queenie beheads her maybe i mean she's still alive though because she's been brought back to life so she's just a head or yeah. whatever and like they try to like redeem her, and she'd be like, "Oh, black people aren't all that bad." And so- no, I did. Fi- I think I just like blocked out that part of the season because <laughs> okay. I, I think I got to the end. And Is I was it like, sounding familiar? Fuck this. And I, <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious?" And that's when I stopped watching American Horror Story. That's when it happened. I think in the end, she's still. I think they're still like you're a shitty person, but like the fact that they even attempted to like turn her from this. Whether fictional, she was well, a real oh, person. Well, what, before Queenie beheads her or whatever, it was when, like, um, she tried to, like, make an alliance with Queenie or whatever. Something. And then, like, Queenie, like, helps her out, which was, like, incredibly awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And it's not like Queenie ever is like, oh, you're my best friend, but it's still, like, it's, like, the literally the worst person that, like, literally the worst person, like... To even have that arc, yeah. Like, even the non-American horse, the real person, is just as shitty of a person. So, like, to try to redeem a character such as that, even as just a weird head, is like it was ridiculous. I found my, my least favorite part of it. I love Kathy Bates, but like that's that was just yeah ridiculous. Yeah. I okay. You remember did, that now? I did actually finish the season. I just like. Blocked out of my brain, like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Madame LaLaurie was actually just continuing a tradition that was already long held in New Orleans. Um, while her final destiny remains a mystery, according to correspondence with her children, um, she never understood why she was run out of town or that she did anything wrong. Okay, so let's, let's go back in time. Let's go back to the 1800s. Let's pretend... You know, we're old white people in the 1800s. Mm. So the fact that us, hello, white person. Yes. I am also a white person. We're like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. This is the the socially elite. They (laughs) all were enslavers themselves. Yeah. Like, it's like, they, but like, so what the the theory I read in this like Vice article was that, um, she was just this, like, the reason why she's so terrifying and, like, why she holds such a, like, um, interest in, like, the public's mm-hmm. mind is because she basically just represents all of the horrible things that, as a society, we did yeah. to, you know, black people, African-American people. Yeah. And 
um, an African Canadian. Yeah. Um, because there were yes. enslaved people here too. Um, people forget that. Yes. Well, we had them. Um, and like, basically, it's just like, um. They were transitioning to this, like, softer version of slavery. Yeah, soft slavery. Um, Slavery light. So, like, (laughs) this was, like, guilt-free slavery for for the white people. Yeah. Um, Where they were like, we still have our slaves, but, um, you know, we can think that we're treating them well. And that's why they had these laws about mistreating your slaves, enslaved people. Yeah. Um, And so, like... She was just... Um, she was just doing what she saw happening around her. And she... And, like, yeah. So, basically, um, a lot of people think she faked her death in Paris, mm-hmm. where she escaped. But um, she did live out some time. And, yeah, like, when she was, like, corresponding with her, like, family, she had, like, no remorse or whatever. So, like, she didn't even see... What she was doing is bad. So, like, the idea of American Horror Story being like, I do see that some black people are fine. Yeah. Pisses me off even more. And honestly, I think it's because, like, and I still stand by Coven being the best season, but that's not saying much. Like, oftentimes in American Horror Story, most of the characters are pretty shitty anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, there's hardly a character where you're like, I'm rooting for this person. Like, there's usually something really shitty. Like, so, like shitty, the teenage shitty daughter them. in the first season might have been the only person I was actually rooting for. I don't even... Like, her character doesn't really... I don't really remember what her character did, to be honest. Well, basically, she was just the angsty teen who oh, was, yeah. like, meeting up with this guy, and she thought he was a real dude, but he wasn't a real dude. No. And also, he raped her mom. Yeah. I didn't finish that season because... Sorry, guys, this is off But it has to do with hauntings, because that first season is hauntings. Um, it is about a murder house. Yes. So, but, like, I did not finish that first season. Like, young... When did that come, when did that come out? Probably when I was, like, 18? Something like that? Yeah, it was towards the end of high school, and when I was starting university. Because I remember yeah, it seeing it on the, the bus to the ghost station. 17, 18. So it was quite some time ago. But, like... I was definitely in a different mindset, first of all, at that age, at that wee little sprout age, and, like, seeing such graphic sex and violence on, like, just, like, a regular TV show was just, like, what is happening? Yeah. And also it was, like, things that I hadn't really seen before. It was just, like, almost, like, it was, like, sensory overload in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I kind of... And it didn't really seem like a murder house to me. It seemed more like weird kink house, but only kink because the guy was wearing a leather suit. Well, okay, so it was murder house because um, there were more ghosts in there that all died because of, like, the weird shit happening in the house. So there were just an increasing number of ghosts in Yeah, the I house. didn't make and it to so, that point. Yeah, so, like... I thought you were going to say you stopped watching because there's, like, a scene where, like, one of the kids go down into the basement and then there's, like, 800 ghosts down there. Some of them No, are no, like... I stopped because it was, like, getting, like, way too, like, weird for me. And then, like, I, like, read some summaries and it's like, oh, 
the weird dead boy is latex boy and he just raped what's her name's mom and i'm like what I, i'm glad i stopped <laughs> way more stuff in that season that was actually good and then that scene happened and then it was like all all of the work you did just went down the drain it seems like that happens a lot like in the second season i suppose it's just called asylum yeah and it's like the the reporter she gets trapped in the asylum they won't let her go because they, they think like she they think she she needs to be treated oh because she was um found out as a lesbian and she was being uh, yes. treated because Trying it was convert. during the time yeah. when i mean it was only recently that it was repealed yeah but it was still during that time when um homosexuality was considered a mental illness yeah i forgot about that. yeah and she was doing a whole thing about the guy who was like murdering people who had like like um like he was the like head of the asylum I want talking about the alien guy the priesty dude wasn't he but wasn't there also um what's the guy with the eyebrows Zachary Quinto wasn't there like some other like she was doing a case on like some murderer who was also like really into like moms oh are you oh talking- wait all right I forgot there are two timelines on that show I forgot that's her son Sorry, spoiler in case anyone wanted to watch it. That's her kid, I think. Yeah, I can't... Oh. Yeah, it was her kid, and, like, she predicted he would come back and, like, try to, like, murder her or whatever when she was old, and then he didn't do it. He could... Or he... They managed to stop him before it happened or something. I don't know. But, like, the whole... Like, I was like, oh, this is, like, really kind of creepy. Like, a darkly lit asylum. Lights are flickering. Everything's so dull. And, like... Anything can happen. And then, like, there were, like, many different plot lines going on in that. There was, like, the alien plot thing. Oh, there yeah. was the... Which was, like, you don't know it's an alien plot until, like, the very, very end. Because it's, like, you think it's just these creatures. So you think it's going along that same kind of, like, ghost, demon. Yeah, because there's also, like, the one of the... One of the... Nuns? Or whatever? Ye- she gets possessed by the devil? Yes. She gets possessed by something. Yeah, something. I'm. I think it's like a, a demon or a devil or the devil, one of the two. Yeah, it, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah and then there was that whole serial. There's just like a lot of. That not, season was like convoluted. Yeah, there was like a lot going on. That was the one where like I think they they had to do Coven after that one because I had to be like, okay, no feminism and witches and and black people, no get back on board because yeah, asylum done, like, everyone was like, I'm out. I'm kind of mad we're talking about this now because we could have done like a bonus episode on this. Probably. Oh well, too late. We're talking about it now. <laughs> Whatever. But okay, my my final thoughts. Yes. On American Horror Story, is basically that it is just. The same things that have been a problem in horror for a long time. Like, I mean, look at The Evil Dead. Look at basically any slasher flick. Yeah. Sex and violence are are held together in so many ways. And there's so many of these, like, gore, like, like the gore fest kind of horror movie slasher flicks that are, like, so wrapped up in sexuality. Like, people being mutilated in yeah. their sexual organs yes. and like people having their clothes torn off and being 
assaulted. Yeah, that's the part of, like, I really was excited to do a hauntings film. Not film. <laughs> podcast. But when I think about, like, hauntings and, like, all that sort of stuff in film and TV shows and whatever, especially, particularly, American Horror Story, it's like if I take some of the things I really like about horror, and I'm like, yes, good, I like, and then they take the other things that I hate about horror and crank it up to, like, a thousand. Yeah. So, it's just... And, like, even with one of the newest seasons, I don't... One about, like, how America is now or whatever, where, like, they tried to make commentary about how, like, a world after Trump and, like, oh, the clown Oh, the, like, one. most recent yeah. season. I didn't even... I didn't watch it because I stopped watching after Freak Show or Hotel, one of the two. But, um, yeah, American Horror Story is just, like... It's not what I wanted it to be. I wanted some good haunting, some good ghosties. I was... Some good... Yeah, like... There was a lot that I liked in... Elements of it, yes. The, the first season in Murder House, specifically. Mm. And then there was parts in Coven I really liked, specifically yes. that it centered around women. Yep. Witches. Yep. Um, that there was black characters. Exactly. That really... I was like, black witches? What? Yeah, like, having, like, a black witch on TV was like, yes, finally! Like... Yes, and I thought it was Angela ba- Bassett, like, double yes, so... But <laughs> I don't know people's names, so you were like Angela Bassett, and I was like, I don't. she's like the seventy-year-old black woman who's like acts in a lot of things, who like is ageless. I'll show you later. I, Y'all better I know who she is. I'm gonna know who she is. As soon as it's you just see her. like yeah, like as soon as I see her face. But I'm her name is just like well, you won't forget after this. Yeah, after I show you. Well, <laughs> um, we hope that you guys enjoyed our hauntings episode. Maybe you can like send us. Cause we haven't told you guys in a while, but maybe you can send us emails or messages on our. our on our um, Twitter. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, maybe about some hauntings, haunted locations near you. Um, tell us your ghost stories. Yes. I was going to tell you another ghost story, but, like, I spent so long on this one, so. Yeah, we, this is a long episode, but, like, we haven't been, we have been slacking on telling people to, like, reach out to us and, like, talk to us, like, be part of the conversation. So, a gentle reminder, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, like, give us some interesting, like... What is your favorite part of like horror? And yeah. like what what is like the your favorite parts of like the story? Like what do you want to hear? Or Let even us know. Like we talked about American Horror Story a lot. Like maybe what are your thoughts on it? Because I haven't thought about that show in such a long time. And like because you brought up the thing, I was like, I have all these thoughts and feelings about this show that I haven't thought about in so long. So yeah. Um I guess hide and sign off. Yeah. Uh Don't be a murderer. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.